But I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. Well, there's a lot of uh, new information coming out about this this uh, raid. And uh, they don't want to call it a raid, though. They, they want to call it something else. They want to basically, uh, you know, change the definition of what a man is. Change the, it's not a baby. It's not a man. It's not a recession. It's not a raid. It's not inflation. And what we have is we have a very corrupt Department of Justice. So this Bruce Reinhardt guy turns out that he was working, he was a judge in a case a lawsuit that was filed in March of 22, March of 2022, by Trump against Hillary Clinton in Southern Florida. And the original judge was this guy named Ryan McCabe. He recused himself. Now, I don't know if this McCabe is related to Andy McCabe, but then Bruce Reinhardt, becomes the judge and for a matter of a couple of months in April from April to June he's weighing in making decisions in this case not recusing himself despite the fact that he has been on social media bashing the uh President Trump and so Bruce Reinhardt in June finally recused himself but then what happened was uh, they were going to dismiss the case, and Trump's legal team filed a motion to uh, hold on the dismissal, to deny the dismissal, filed a request against Hillary Clinton. And, and the very next day, the magistrate, a low-level judge, the low-level judge 
issues a uh, warrant or approves the warrant request. So it seems to me like there's a conflict of interest, like this was riddled with politics. And I dare say, you know, the, the silence is deafening. You know, the silence from the DOJ, you just know that they're looking through all this stuff. And you hear these leaks like, oh, they got a memo from Obama. They got uh, a letter from Kim Jong-un or something like that. You know, napkins from events. And you know that these leaks are coming out, but they're going through this stuff. And while they're going through it, they're mum. Unless they could find something. And then the question is, are they going to plant something? And that's what the uh, legal team seems to be thinking, is the legal team seems to be thinking that, you know, they wouldn't put it past the planting of evidence. So that's the uh, other part. And also, you know, this FBI, there's a whistleblower that's coming out that's talking about this woman uh, named Jill. Uh, Well, in any case, we're going to cover that. Jill, uh, and I'll have to get her last name. But we're going to hear from her. And uh, because she was in an interview, uh, she was being... uh, she was being questioned by Ted Cruz, and she was the one that was covering up for Ray Epps as well. So we're going to go ahead and take a listen to some clips that we have that are quite good. Here's the um, here's the uh, clip, again, from uh, Senator Rand Paul, basically talking about the idea that they've not earned your trust. If they've not earned your trust, then how in the world... Uh, would you expect that they wouldn't plant evidence? This is the same FBI that, you know, kind of like embedded themselves into the Michigan kidnapping case or uh, got involved with, uh, turned a blind eye to Jesse Smollett, uh, got involved with the J6 and uh, Ray Epps. So why wouldn't the FBI plant evidence? They're the same FBI that, Doctored the 302s, I think it was Klein Smith, and then Michael Sussman, uh, Peter Strzok, and Bill Priestap, and all these characters. And then they were sleeping around with each other, you know, with Lisa Page. These are the same people that pushed the Russian hoax while burying the Hunter Biden laptop. So, no, they, they, they don't have any trust. And they did it to themselves. But right now, they've waged war, not just on Donald Trump. They have waged war on every single American. The Democrats may be too stupid to know that right now. They may be that moronic because they're clueless. And they're too stupid to know. But they too are a victim of this type of behavior. Just how stupid are the Democrats? Check this out. Check this dude out. This is typical liberal who doesn't know anything. 
Is this unprecedented to arrest a former president for not well, turning in documents? I a former president that had committed this many provable criminal acts. But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well, right, I'm just, I, I, <clears throat> I'm done talking. Is this unprecedented? <laughs> you can't make it up, folks. The guy is that stupid, right? And he's representative of so many liberals that I know who are that stupid when it comes to politics. They don't know Jack. They just don't. And here's Rand Paul. You know, I think he's, a, he's an upstanding senator. And he is basically insinuating the FBI, how could you trust them? Why wouldn't they plant things in these boxes? Let's take a listen. No, people distrust so much the government that we've gotten to the point where, for example, do I know that the boxes of material they took from Mar-a-Lago, that they won't put things in those boxes to entrap him? How do we know? Their lawyers weren't allowed to see the boxes go. They weren't categorized. That's going to be a problem. Thousands of documents were taken. Yeah, how do we know that they're going to be honest with us about what's actually in the boxes? How do we know that was in the box before it left the residence if the lawyers weren't allowed to see everything? So, you know, they've lost a great deal of trust, and it's... Uh, no. You know, and that's really bad for law enforcement. What kind of cooperation do they expect to get on a grand scheme of things, on a grand scale? This presents a, a, real, Here with a, more. a, real, a real problem. Uh, it presents a real problem in that it's hurt our ability to combat crime, real crime, real crime. And this is, uh, this is the problem. So here's a Trump attorney that was on the ground, boots on the ground. And let's take a listen. Trump attorney who was blocked from viewing the search at Mar-a-Lago, Lindsay Halligan is with us. Lindsay, thank you for being with us. Let's talk about that day. Let's talk about the FBI arriving. What happened? Hi, Mr. Hannity. Uh, so I arrived around 11 a.m. and there were about 30 to 40 FBI agents that I. The, by the way, this is a Trump attorney. Her name's Lindsay Halligan. And uh, now that we've we've heard from two female lit- uh, attorneys, one that was with Trump in New York, the other that was served the warrant. Uh, that was Christina Bob. And uh, and now Lindsay uh, Han Halligan, all of them beautiful women, by the way, but uh, nevertheless, uh, also very smart. Here we go. I saw five of which were wearing suits. The rest were in uh, cargo pants, masks and gloves, and they basically had unfettered access to the property. They refused to talk to me, refused to let me in. All I knew is that they were uh, searching areas one, two, and three, which I understood to be the former president's bedroom, uh, his office, and a storage room. And other than that, we were not allowed to talk to them or go inside at all. Did you ever get a chance to read the warrant? Did you ever get a copy of it? Did you ever get any other information? Do you know, are you aware of what they took out of Mar-a-Lago? That's the thing. Uh, They had unfettered access to the property. They looked at God knows what in there and did God knows what in there. We have no idea. Uh, What the FBI did was an appalling display of abuse of power. All documents requested were previously handed over. 
President Trump and his team painstakingly reviewed every single document at Mar-a-Lago and gave the government what they requested. If they and, needed and any other documents, they could have just asked. And the warrant was uh, secured under seal, so they tried to get away with concealing this overreach by obtaining a warrant uh, under seal. Nobody knew about it. They knew that President Trump was in Bedminster and hasn't been at Mar-a-Lago for some time. They thought they could sneak in, snoop around without attorneys present in case they walked out with nothing so nobody would know that they overreached to this degree. And it's unprecedented in, in United States history. Uh, the government seems to be out of control. It's plagued with manipulation, corruption, greed, deceit, and fraud. And yet the National Archives praised uh, the, the working relationship that you had back in February. And my understanding is they were there as recently as June, and they were the ones that requested the padlock on, on one particular door where there was some documents that they could have taken with them that day? Correct, yes. That was when they came to the property and uh, they went through documents, to my understanding. They requested that a padlock be put on the door and then they broke through that padlock uh, just the other day. You know, we have a sitting U.S. president whose son has committed a myriad of felonies, a speaker of the House whose husband drove a car under the influence of alcohol and drugs with a concealed, undisclosed passenger in the car, a secret list of undisclosed powerful people that visited Epstein's Island and did God knows what to underage women, and none of whose liberties have been infringed upon like President Trump's and his family's. Simply put, it seems that under the Biden administration, the government conceals what it wants to, the government does what it wants to, and American citizens need to protect uh, their country from its government. Lindsay, anything else you'd want the American people to know you were there that day? What should they know? Anything else? Well, if we're thinking about the future, I'd like to just say that the Biden administration has united Americans against its administration. And it has this this instant has ironically created bipartisanship on this issue because no American, whether Democrat or Republican, wants an overreaching Department of Justice. We even see Andrew Cuomo and Andrew Yang speaking out about this. Uh, the silence of the Biden administration and the FBI is deafening. Americans are listening and watching. All right. We really appreciate. Wow. And then Senator Hawley, he uh, talks about this. He basically says that Biden knew. Of course, Biden knew. Josh Hawley is a Missouri senator and member of the Judiciary Committee, and he joins me now. I mean, this is disgusting what's going on here. You couldn't have a more disgusting little plot to hatch this raid. Well, Jesse, this judge seems like he's a rabid partisan from what we're learning, but I lay the real blame for this at the feet of the FBI, the DOJ, Merrick Garland, and Joe Biden. And speaking of Merrick Garland, where the heck is he, by the way? I mean, has he even been seen in public? Is he alive? I mean, this is a guy who needs to come forward right now. He needs to publish the warrant. He needs to publish the list of everything they took from the president. He needs to explain how in the world he authorized this. Because I can tell you, Jesse, this is a serious, serious breach of the rule of law, which is why Garland needs to go. And if he won't resign, he ought to be impeached. So if you seize boxes from a guy's private house and you don't let any lawyers watch what you're doing, isn't that tainted evidence? I mean, couldn't they just say, oh, look what, look what I found. <laughs> oh, look what I found. Trump had this in the box. I mean, that, that's, there's no chain of custody, right? You toss that. 
Yeah, and, I, and I'd like to know what it was they were looking for in the first place. I mean, this is why Garland owes the American people an explanation. And frankly, so does Joe Biden, because I don't believe for a minute, not for a minute, that the White House was totally in the dark on this. This is Joe Biden's FBI. It is Joe Biden's DOJ. And they have weaponized this FBI at every turn. They sent it after parents and called them domestic terrorists. This is an administration that tried to set up a disinformation board to police the speech of Americans who questioned the vaccine, who had questions about masks. This is an administration that is totally, totally out of control. And I tell you, it will take a long time to repair the basic constitutional norms and democratic norms here that this administration is trampling. But Jesse, what this makes clear to me above all is that though our constitutional framework of government is strong, and I believe that, we have deep, deep corruption in our government. Deep corruption. Yeah, you got to pull it out from the roots. And we're going to have to make it a focus to root it out. And, and I'm glad you're on the show. And I haven't seen a lot of other Republicans out there saying anything. Are you guys on vacation? I feel like you guys are missing a huge opportunity to really stand up against this injustice. You know, I, I agree that this is a time to stand and be heard. And listen, what the administration wants to do here, clearly, is they want this just all to be swept under the rug. It's why they won't answer questions. It's why the president is off on vacation. It's why Garland hasn't been seen in public. It's why they won't say anything. There needs to be real accountability here. And that's why I say not just a slap on the wrist, not just another hearing. We've had those. They just come and lie and obfuscate. Garland needs to be impeached and he needs to be removed. And we're gonna have to look at the FBI top to bottom and that's just the beginning. Yeah, you can't send FBI agents into Michelle Obama's bedroom and then say nothing and go on vacation for two weeks and act like everything is normal. It cannot happen if that was the other way. All right, Senator, thanks for joining us. Yep, and there's so much more to that. I mean, uh, you know, the lies and deception um, about inflation and some other things, but, Lindsey Graham, for example, Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham basically say, said about Putin before, you know, Putin even invaded, uh, basically went after Putin and, and wanted to assassinate Putin immediately, assassinate Putin, he said. But with this, his response to this incident was... Well, we got to wait and see and let the facts, you know, weigh in. Uh, well, you know, um, FBI Director Chris Ray finally confronted on FBI raid of Donald Trump's private residence at Mar-a-Lago deflects and says he's concerned about threats being made to the FBI agents after they ransacked the former president's home. Let's take a look. Hello, Director. Former President Trump is raising the prospect of agents planning evidence in the FBI search of his residence in Colorado, saying his lawyer's name is not allowed to observe the search. Can you address that particularly as many of Mr. Trump's supporters online issued a call to arms and threats against your agents in light of the search? Well, as I'm sure you can appreciate, that's not something that I can talk about, so I'd refer you to the department. Um, as to the issue of threats, um, I will say that I'm always concerned about violence and threats of violence against law enforcement, uh, and that is a topic that I have been talking about frequently, uh, including earlier today with law enforcement partners here in Nebraska and yesterday with 
law enforcement partners in Iowa and Illinois, uh, and any threats made against law enforcement, including the men and women of the FBI, uh, as with any law enforcement agency, are, are deplorable and dangerous. It's a police state. It's a Stasi. It's absolutely absurd. Um, and uh, meanwhile, you got people like Nancy Pelosi, who's asked about her son, Paul Jr., going to Taiwan with her, and this is what she had to say. Are there some reports that your son was on this trip with you? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. His role was to be my escort. Um, usually, uh, we, we invited spouses. Not all could come, but I had him come, and I was very proud that he was there, and I'm thrilled, and it was nice for me. <laughs> all right, that's enough. Explain it away. You know, it's this kind of crazy behavior uh, that, you know, allows these people to think that they can rig elections. And we're going to go over some election statistics, but what we have in the White House right now, it's bad enough what they're doing. It's it's insult to injury that they got there under the auspices of fraud, absolute fraud. And what you end up having is an agenda supported by outside players like George Soros and other NGOs uh, that he operates um, that lend itself to teachers impacting and infecting our kids. Let's take a listen to this. This is a, a teacher with a student, and she's basically saying instead of Miss or Mr., she's going to call herself Mixed. And the student is told to honor that. And if the student doesn't, of course, the student's going to get a terrible grade. Let's take a listen to this wackadoodle, crazy teacher. So my students call me... Why did you whisper it so quietly? <laughs> she got shy. It's Mix Miller is what they call me. Though I'll say, I had a teenager call me Mr. Luke the other day, and I kind of loved it. What do you think about Mr. Luke? Yeah. You like that one? Okay, yeah. I might switch it up to Mr. Luke at some point, but for right now, some non-binary, we've been going Mix Miller, and the kids have been getting it pretty well. Has it been hard? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a little hard, but they're working on it because they love me, right? Yeah. So this is a uh, freakazoid with a... Uh, uh, purple hair and a rainbow mask and the students wearing a mask too this is child abuse folks this is absolute child abuse and I wrote this about this next clip this is a liberal therapist and sex counselor and this person I wrote this. I said, liberals use their corporate media, big tech censorship, and Netflix-style programming to advance their lies and deceptions, like 15 days to flatten the curve, or green regulation and tax subsidies that buy votes with their corporate cronies. You know, basically, the electric cars that are going to get these subsidies are going to be best friends with the liberals who are making that happen, Right? And cultivate new voter blocks like the trans community, homosexuals, just like they did with the black community. We're going to give you all kinds of free stuff. We're going to declare that you're a victim. And to get there with the trans community, they have to actually make stuff up. Like, yeah, you were born this way. You, God made the mistake. This is a mistake. 
um, and then they chip away and attack Christians while at the same time promoting this fact, factual lie that people are born trans or born homosexual or any one of those misconceptions. And never minding their disguised globalism, new world order, social credit score systems, corporate cronyism, open borders, and now their latest open support of pedophilia. And they're calling it MAPS, Minor Attracted Persons. Can you believe this? I cannot believe it. I'm dumbfounded by the whole thing. And let's take a listen to this. Attracted person. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and sex therapist in Erie, Pennsylvania. And today I want to talk about minor attracted persons. And I want to talk about minor attracted persons because they are probably the most vilified population of folks in our culture. And most folks are making incorrect assumptions about them without actually knowing much about them. And those assumptions create harm for an already marginalized population. You may have noticed that I'm using the term minor attracted persons, sometimes abbreviated to MAPS, instead of the more commonly used term pedophile. And I'm doing this because the term pedophile has moved from being a diagnostic label to being a judgmental, hurtful insult that we hurl at people in order to harm them or slander them. I also prefer person-first language that recognizes that any label we might apply to a person is only part of who they are and doesn't represent everything that they are. We are all people first with many different facets or parts of ourselves, and this includes folks who are attracted to minors. So to start with, let's talk about what a minor attracted person is or who they are. This term simply means that the person has an enduring sexual or romantic attraction to minors. They've not chosen this attraction, just as the rest of us have not chosen whatever our attraction is. You don't get to choose to be heterosexual or to be gay or, or whatever you are. And you don't get to choose to be a minor attracted person. Some minor attracted persons are attracted to a specific age range of minors, while some are not. And some minor attracted persons are exclusively attracted to minors and are not attracted to adults at all. Some minor attracted persons are also attracted to adults. Wow. I thought I heard everything until I heard that. It's the... <laughs> it almost makes me want to cry. It makes me just so... I'm so upset by that. Because... I mean, it's just a ridiculous statement this is flying around tiktok and you just know that china is somehow behind it this indoctrination of our country through their tiktok uh apparatus it's it's absolutely stunning and and crazy at the same time 
Well, Megyn Kelly made a couple of interesting statements lately. Let's take a listen to uh, Megyn Kelly's statement here. There is no way that's what they were searching for. There's no way. I watched all the coverage last night. I've, I've read everything. And I read Andy McCarthy this morning, who, as it turns out, agrees with me. I agree with him. He's a former top prosecutor, former assistant U.S. attorney. Uh, and he says the same thing. This is about January 6th. If you believe this is about classified documents having to do with bullshit Trump took with him when he left office, your head is in the sky. This is about January 6th and the never ending desire to get Donald Trump on something. They don't want him to run for election again. They're mad he did not get convicted on the first or the second impeachment. They're mad that he did not get pursued criminally by the New York D.A., they are mad that Russiagate fell apart, and they are mad that he's leading in the polls. He's crushing DeSantis. His his candidates of choice all made it into office, virtually all of them last week, and they are prepared to unleash hell. The Democrats play dirty, and Merrick Garland is very clearly willing to go along with that. He's been moving in the concentric circles toward Donald Trump over the past several weeks, going after his top advisors, uh, subpoenaing them. You know, we've seen close Trump advisors in handcuffs dragged away as if they're as if they're mobsters. This is this is really getting alarming. And and you know what else? Um, it's disturbing to see the media just pile on like they have been. They're just piling on. You know, this is the uh, this is the part that that gets me the most um, is is how they're piling on. And uh, I have a uh, I have a clip that I want to uh, share with you. And uh, hmm, once I find it, but um, you know they they just they just uh, like they don't realize that this could happen to them. I guess that's the, that's the uh, that's the scary part. Oh, and then uh, Kaylee McInerney also made a good clip, and then we're going to play something very interesting for you. Um, But right here, let's take a listen to this. The heads up on it. Do you believe that? So you got that? Targeting your opponent is now following the rule of law, just like they told us when men can can get pregnant. Remember that? And consecutive negative GDP uh, is not a sign of recession, even though we were told that is a recession. Joe Biden's lackeys in the media already got the memo, too. The very news outlets that employ ex-intelligence agents, who are disgraced, by the way, Andy McCabe, John Brennan, James Clapper, have already declared you're not allowed to be outraged at the raid of Mar-a-Lago, which, by the way, wasn't even a raid. It wasn't a raid on his house. No doors were kicked down. It's all legal. It's all lawful. It's not a raid. And I know Donald Trump is saying that this is a raid, but that's a gross exaggeration. We have to be careful not to adopt the term raid. The only reason you'd have uh, a search like this, and let's be polite and call it a search and not a raid. Trump talks about a raid on his home. No, man, there was no raid on your home. This was not a raid. We should not think of this as the FBI in the middle of the night banging down the door with someone answering in their boxer shorts. Explain to us what today would have looked like, because it's definitely being mischaracterized by a lot of folks out there. Hey, in the words of... So... Joe Biden. It was a raid, Jack. Yeah. Hey, the thing is, is that, okay, when Trump becomes the 47th president of the United States, and I'm sure he will, then what? 
we'll, just, uh, we'll call it a search and not raid all of our political adversaries. Uh, we'll, we'll just do it that way, right? All right, so here's a couple of things. Um, I'm going to cue this up. I'm going to start with Julie Kelly, but there's this uh, woman that uh, put together this case. It's about the judge, Bruce Reinhardt, and his ties to uh, a Trump lawsuit related to Hillary Clinton. And we're going to start, though, with, and then there's this, um, uh, well, we're, and then there's this FBI agent that's now retired, and she's working for Roku, um, that uh, a whistleblower has outed as uh, her propping up uh, terrorist numbers, padding the numbers, uh, related to J6. So I really believe that this is about getting Trump to not run again, getting him on a technicality, and also tying some of the data that they're going to find with J6. Of course, Trump didn't have anything to do with the infiltration that the FBI created. And right now, the poll numbers associated with J6 are worse today after all the hearings. They, uh, people support Trump more and think Trump had less to do with J6 than they did before this whole charade started. But let's take a listen to Julie Kelly right here. Julie Kelly is a senior writer at American Greatness. She's the author of January 6th, How Democrats Used the Capitol Protest to Launch a War of Terror Against the Political Right. Julie, um, just speaking out at this point isn't enough, is it? Republicans Mm -mm. have to get organized and start defunding these agencies until there's true accountability. They really do, Laura. I mean, we have 850 Americans who have had their homes raided in front of their children, dozens of armed FBI agents beating down their door with battering rams, arresting them in front of their children, in front of their elderly spouses, hauling them off to jail. Some of them have been in jail for 14, 15, 16 months, denied bail. This is pretrial detention ordered by this Justice Department. While the same prosecutors delay their trials, some men could be in jail almost two years on nonviolent offenses for January 6th. This is a political persecution by a vengeful, abusive DOJ. And the Republicans need to speak out not just for what's happening to President Trump and his associates and people around him, but for the hundreds of Americans who have had their lives destroyed by this DOJ because they showed up to the Capitol on January 6th to support Donald Trump and protest the election of Joe Biden. Well, Julie, I want to play a moment um, from CNN today, and this is Pamela Brown. Watch this. We have learned that a federal magistrate, the judge that some media is referring to as the judge signed off on the warrant, has actually removed contact information, uh, the information where he lives on a website, Wolf, because it has gotten so bad because the violent rhetoric has been ratcheted up so much on the pro-Trump Internet following that search. So, Julie, it's, they have to remove information from the Internet. The last time I checked, they did nothing with Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh was, uh, it had his life threatened. You know, the, the media just got off that story real fast. 
Not only that, Laura, Chris Ray told the Senate Judiciary Committee last week the reason why they have not arrested one abortion activist protesting outside the homes of Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, some organizations putting Amy Coney Barrett's children's names and the name of their schools online, one organization offering bounties to people who work in D.C. restaurants to spot uh, one of the conservative justices and then have people go publicly harass and intimidate them. Chris Ray said, we, well, we have to be careful about First Amendment protections. You know, it has to be like a violent act. Um, and so now uh, here we are. Now, suddenly the media and Democrats mm -hmm. are worried about threats against judges. I mean, the hypocrisy just never ends when it comes no, to the DOJ and the media. All right. So now let's uh, take a listen to this. This is this is pretty crazy stuff right here. All right. <laughs> this just gets better and better. Do you guys remember this? Back on March 24th of this year. All right. So this says Trump files massive lawsuit against Hillary Clinton, putting his theories of an unthinkable racketeering plot against him to the test. All right, so basically Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton debated one another uh, about this issue. And this was um, posted over at Law and Crime, a liberal outfit that's been showing a lot of the um, Alex Jones case on YouTube. But also is, uh, it has reported this, Trump files massive lawsuit against Hillary Clinton. And this was dated March 24th, 2020. 22. Okay, this is not old news. Here's the court docket. You can access it in my uh, link tree. All right, so the court docket is 2 colon 22 dash CV dash 14102. It's Trump versus Clinton. It's based out of the district court, uh, SD, South District, Florida. And it's dated... It was last updated August 9th, 2022, but it was originally filed uh, March 24th, 2022. Okay? So it's all new information. And here's the first page of that case and who he was suing. And it says Donald Trump plaintiff versus Hillary Clinton, Democratic National Committee, DN DNC Server Services Corporation, Perkins Coey, Michael Sussman. It goes on, you know. It's a, it's a laundry list in the lawsuit. So on April 6th, the original judge recused himself and was replaced by none other than... Bruce Reinhardt. And the original judge... Are you reading that? The original judge was Ryan McCabe. So Judge Reinhardt was on this case all the way from April 6th till June 22nd, making decisions on motions and everything else on this case until he recused himself. On June 22nd. And here's the document from the court docket proving that he recused himself on June 22nd. And here's why a judge would be disqualified or recuse themselves. And just so you know, this case is still ongoing. The latest entry in it was actually yesterday, August 8th. 
But what's funny is, on August 4th, Trump submitted a motion to deny the request for the dismissal of this case. And lo and behold, the very next day, the ex-judge on this case, Judge Reinhardt, issues a search warrant for a raid at his home. And there it is in black and white uh, documented. Nothing to see here, right? Yeah, <laughs> nothing to see here. So that, you know, that obviously didn't present as well as I was hoping. But it's, it's just unbelievable. Interesting that uh, 320, so the, the Irishman posted this. Uh, it says, uh, interesting that 324 Trump files suit against Hillary. Magistrate McCabe recused himself and Magistrate Reinhardt took over case decisions and direct direction until June 22nd when he ultimately recused himself as well. Any alarm bells going? And then he says, that's right. Same Obama donor, Epstein defending Hillary loving Reinhardt, signed the Mar-a-Lago raid warrant. And here's the fun part. Seems that on 8-4-22, Trump submitted motion to deny dismissal of the case. Next day, Reinhardt signs a a uh, magistrate warrant that wasn't provided to Trump's attorneys. So we're dealing with Trump-hating activist judges? Is this another Hillary strikes again untouchable Clinton's moment? And by the way, the person who's the head of the DOJ is Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States. And it was Barack Hussein who nominated Merrick Garland to be the Supreme Court Justice of the United States. And the one good thing Mitch McConnell has done is he's put a, he put a stop to that. So I'm going to read a couple of tweets. Election Wizard says, 87,000 IRS agents, zero new school security officers. Let that sink in. How about this? Breaking report, Eric Trump says Mar-a-Lago security cameras captured FBI agents behaving improperly. Jim Jordan writes, Biden's DOJ obtained the warrant to raid President Trump's home. That's the same DOJ that approved the use of the Patriot Act to spy on parent protesting at school board meetings. They're weaponizing the government to intimidate their critics. And Greg Price writes this, Lindsey Graham straight up called for the assassination of Vladimir Putin, when he invaded a country on the other side of the world, but goes, we need, in quotes, we need to wait for the evidence when Trump has his home raided by the Biden DOJ. We need to wait for the evidence. The people who redefined women, vaccines, immunity, and inflation, and recession have now redefined the word raid. And Jeff Carlson writes, Garland had no prior knowledge of the date and time of the specific raid, nor was he asked to approve it. That's a quote. Now that the FBI raid was resulted in a political fiasco with nothing to show for their actions, the protection of the higher ups at the DOJ begins. It's a total farce. And this was in response to 
uh, exclusive, an informer told the FBI what docs Trump was hiding and where. So there was an informant involved. And uh, here's a here's a clip uh, from a bunch of globalists. Let's take a listen. Pertinent question to ask: How do we build back better? Build back better. That's what it's all Building about. Building back better. To build back better. To build back better. Build back better. Build back better. Build it back better. Build back better. Build back better. Build back better. This goes on for another minute. It's. Every single liberal leader has adopted that phrase, build back better. So Donald Trump wrote this. He says, in early June, the DOJ and FBI asked my legal representatives to put an extra lock on the door leading to the place where boxes were stored in Mar-a-Lago. We agreed. They were shown the secured area and the boxes themselves. Then on Monday, without notification or warning, an army of agents broke into Mar-a-Lago, went to the same storage area, and ripped open the lock that they had asked to be installed. A surprise attack, politics, and all the while our country is going to hell. So Trump says the FBI breached a Mar-a-Lago, uh, uh, two locks installed, and had two locks installed at the request of the feds in June. So this was a complete and total set up. By the way, pay attention to this. Back to the IRS and their army. The IRS union, get this now, the IRS union gives 99% of its donations to Democrats. Now you know why Biden wants to give the agency $80 billion. Kaylee McInerney uh, also um, posted this and I want to play it for you. Let's take a listen. The details, Kennedy, get worse and worse. The agents were apparently there from 9 a.m. to 6.30. 9 a.m. to 6.30. That is nine and a half hours as they're scouring through Melania's closet, breaking open safes. Apparently the attorneys were not just not allowed in. They were told to turn off security cameras, which they did not do. Good Mm. move. Uh, There was a Ryder truck on the scene. Apparently the DOJ lawyers, according to Trump representatives, were very rude and they kept saying over and over again, we have full access to everything. We can go anywhere. Uh, It feels like the full power of the federal government raining down on a political enemy. That's it. In the end, it all comes back to Barack Obama. He spent eight years filling every part of the government with American-hating communist activists. That's what finished us. We were done when we walked out of the when he walked out of the White House. We just didn't know it yet. So that's the Solalensky model of destroying a government from within. That's the fifth column that we've talked about many years ago. So this is a scoop from Christopher Rufo. He says, a left-wing NGO has laundered radical gender theory into more than 4,000 American schools, promoting an agenda of anti-capitalism, the abolition of the police, and encouraging children to adopt sexual identities such as non-binary, pansexual, and genderqueer. The GSA network, 
Government uh, Services Agency Network is an umbrella organization for thousands of genders and sexual alliances, genders and sexual sexualities alliances, which operate in elementary, middle, and high schools in 40 states. The organization has a multi-million dollar budget and its activism is subsidized by many public schools. In a political manifesto, the GSA network endorses calls for the abolition of the police, the abolition of borders, the payment of reparations to minorities, the decolonization of native lands, and the overthrow of the cisgender heterosexual patriarchy. The GSA network trains adults to use cult-like programming techniques to recruit children into gender and sexuality activism. You better believe that these people on TikTok are paid off. They're working for this effort. First, the children must rank themselves as members of a group of groups with systematic power privilege or groups with less or no systematic power oppressed. Next, the oppressor children must do the self and collective work to analyze how we contribute to the oppression of trans, queer, non-binary, gender, non-conforming, black, indigenous, youth of color and commit to dismantling these systems for collective liberation. The adults tell the children they must implement the, the use of pronouns, offer a land acknowledgement, listen to the trans community, center conversations around black liberation, and use the privilege and your physical and monetary resources to support the oppressed. The organization is also explicitly anti-capitalist. Its literature is littered with references to anti-capitalism, and during one meeting, its leader fantasized about what life would be like after capitalism falls. The GSA network trains adults and G- child leaders to keep the program a secret from parents. Know the laws in your state around students' privacy rights and what you do and don't have to tell parents, guardians, families, the organizations advises in its official handbook. And it goes on. <clears throat> this is the kind of indoctrination that's going on in some of these very well-funded groups. And there's just so much more. And, uh, you know, never forget that where this leads to. Where does this lead to? Let's just listen to Justin Trudeau about the COVID. You deserve better. You deserve a government that's going to continue to say, get vaccinated. And you know what? If you don't want to get vaccinated... That's your choice. But don't think you can get on a plane or a train besides vaccinated people and put them at risk. We need to be strong in the decisions we're taking going forward. And we need to put people first, which we have always done. And I'll be honest, you know, like I do, there's lots of people out there who don't agree with that. And the reality is, that's okay. We're in a democracy. People can make themselves heard. And that's part of why we need to have this moment for people to make that choice for the future. 
The counter to tyranny is democracy, is elections. And that's exactly what we're putting forward because we have put Canadians at the forefront of everything we've done. And we know that's what we're going to continue to do. So I need you, all of you, to keep stepping up. We need to keep working to protect and build a better future together. And that's why I need you to continue to step up. I need you to talk to your neighbors and talk to your friends. Talk to those folks who are still wondering whether they should get vaccinated and tell them, yes, they need to get vaccinated so we protect ourselves. That's just such a lie. And we now know it, looking back at it. And we're going to look back at history as... That allowed that is dangerous. Whoops, sorry about that, folks. All right, so that was a Justice Janine clip that we're not going to be able to play today, but... um, she, she uh, basically said Justice Janine smashes the FBI with her gavel for refusing to hand over a warrant. The FBI has no credibility. Um, Tim Young writes, just a friendly reminder that the same FBI who raided Trump's home covered up for Joe Biden's laptop just before the 2020 election. Of course they did. Can we at least stop pretending that the FBI raid was about classified White House documents and just admit that they were desperate to find incriminating documents after the January 6th committee farce produced buckus. I mean, that's exactly what they did with the Carter Page FISA warrant, didn't they? Bridget Gabrielle writes, it's an excellent time to remind the FBI that Black Lives Matter founders embezzled millions of dollars. What are you going to do about that? The elite travel in private jets Live in mansions by the sea, dine on finest meats. You, told to rid of your car, told to live in a pod, told to eat bugs, just like under communism. It's one rule for the elite and another rule for the people. It's climate communism. And Donald Trump wrote this. And Marjorie Taylor Greene posted this, and it says, The FBI and others from the federal government would not let anyone, including my lawyers, be anywhere near the areas that were rummaged and otherwise looked at during, looked at during the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Everyone was asked to leave the premises. They wanted to be left alone without any witnesses to see what they were doing, taking or hopefully not planting. Why did they strongly insist on having nobody watching them? Everybody out. Obama and Clinton were never raided despite big disputes. Well, that's a great question, Mr. President, and hopefully we'll get to the bottom of it. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And be sure to check out org. Make a donation if you can, because... With that, those donations, we can continue to advance America First policies to make America great again, as we're doing each and every day here on this show, The Scott Adams Show. And be sure to use Red State as your promo code over at MyPillow.com. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. We're a stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there. 